All right, welcome back to The Briefing Room. I'm Chris Gray, and with us today we have Chief Darren Goodman and my co-host... Jennifer Carell. So today we're going to talk about basically the year in review. Uh, it seems like this year has gone by in lightning speed, um, but it has been a year of celebration because we do have a new chief. Yes, so welcome, we do. Sir. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. Thank you. We have had a lot of changes in the last year. Yes. Our statistics and our recovery rates have gone through the roof. Um, we have been able to highlight a lot of that on our social media. Um, and our homicides are down. You know, things have been celebrated and, you know, applauded uh, left and right at different meetings. And, you know, there's just been a lot of changes. So, you know, I just want to kind of open that up and, and first of all tell you thank you for the changes that you've implemented. But also just get your thoughts on, on what you've, yeah. you know, your, your review and, and how things have gone for you in the last year. Well, this this has been a whirlwind of a year. Uh, a lot of spectacular things have happened. A lot of challenges, obviously. But the first thing I want to say is is how happy I am to be here. You know, it's been a, a great run so far, and I, I can't tell you how how happy I am with the decision overall. You know, coming in, you know, to the department, you know, there's always that that concern, like, oh, can I do this? Is did I make a mistake? Is 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 this going to work out? And you know, being a very optimistic person, I wasn't thinking that that I run into any major problems but of course understanding the business and understanding the significance of it I knew there'd be challenges and what's made it easy internally is the magnificent staff we have uh, we have some fantastic people here at the department and one of the things that's uh, you know been the most surprising to me is how much the people here have been doing with so very little uh, we've been tremendously understaffed when I got here, and we're improving greatly, but when I got here, I think our numbers were hovering somewhere in the in the 270 mark. And, you know, this is specifically interesting because 10 years ago, after the bankruptcy, we were budgeted for almost 350 officers. Mm-hmm. So if you can just put that in perspective, I arrive and we're in the 270s, That that's telling you that we are woefully deficient in what we need to provide the city and the, the community the services that they need and deserve. Absolutely. Um, you know, the city's grown, the population has grown, but but our department hasn't kept pace. So that was that was the biggest surprise in seeing that we were still making it happen, we were still getting things done with so little was was right. a shock to me. So the 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 things that we've achieved are impressive, but when you put it in the context of of how much we've done with with how little we have, it's not just impressive; it's it's astounding. Wow, very nice, thank you. And and it sounds like the good news is though that in this last year, you've been able to really hire a tremendous amount of staff, sworn and non-sworn, across the board. Last I had heard, we were sitting at about two hundred and eighty-four sworn. Two eighty-four, yeah, yes. definitely yeah. got some good. We've got uh, we got our numbers up. It feels good. It feels good yes. to be winning again. Yes. And uh, you know, uh, like you as as well, Lieutenant, we uh, you know we've been here for over twenty years, and it has been a breath of fresh air having you here, Chief. Oh, thank yes. you. So what uh, what what are we budgeted at for? How many sworn officers can we go up to right now? So right now we're budgeted for two ninety-seven. And we're almost there. We have almost three hundred. Uh, we have twelve that are 
uh, scheduled to graduate the academy this week. Yeah. And so I think once those 12 get on board, that will bring us up to about 290, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's about right. Uh, so we're, we're really close to our budgeted amount. But I, I want to make note that that's still not where we should be. You know, we still need to be, you know, over the 300 mark to be able to provide the, the proactive policing, the, the service, the community service that, that you need with an organization our size and the city our size. To be effective with 220,000 people, Absolutely. yes. Absolutely. But it is going to be nice getting up to around 300. It's nice to be sitting where we're at. Yes. Yep. It's nice when you come to work and it's like, oh, I mean, I got to try to find a parking spot. Because I remember the days. <laughs> I remember the days where we had that many people. And uh, it was it was, it was was great. And the other thing that was nice about it was, and I remember working patrol at about that time is, you know, you'd go out there, you'd be trying to find, you know, trying to find crime on your own proactively and every time you would turn a corner you would run into almost another cop trying to do the same thing because we had enough cops to be able to handle you know most of the calls for service and then had that time to go do proactive work as a patrolman as well so i know from being there once before that once we get to those numbers closer to 300 it's going to be it's going to be game time and it's going to be fun fun to watch and fun to be a part of you know what i'm hearing too is you know if you've been on the fence about coming to our agency you had better put your applications in (laughs) because we've only got a few more spots left right now i will tell you um the interest has definitely peaked you know i'm proud of that and i can tell you you know one of the things that you said you know we're winning again and i say all the time you know if we grind we win and uh, everybody here has been grinding you know we've been working hard and i'm proud to say and i'll say it you know a little bit braggadociously there's no one that works harder than the people at San Bernardino PD. <laughs> uh, I watch the men and women here, and they put work in every day. And it's the city where you better bring it. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> every day, yeah, yep. You better and, bring it. And for know, those but, of you that are listening, too, if you follow us on our social media, you, you will know exactly what the chief is talking about. You can see some of the numbers that we put up day in and day out. I think it was just yesterday. I believe it was yesterday that the Met team, you know, uh, we had posted that they had recovered about 20 pounds of methamphetamine. Yeah. Yep. The NARC team, I think, got an AK-47 off yes. the streets. Like, yes. And then we're just getting so much fentanyl off the streets and uh, and trying to educate the public and doing a lot of meetings. And it was one of the things that you were pushing for, too, Chief. We had Doc Eby here talking about about fentanyl. Yes. And uh, we're just getting a lot, we're making a lot of things happen, trying to educate the public and trying to just get out there and be a part of the community. But uh, Chief, what has been some of, uh, what's been some of your favorite highlights of being here? Well, you know, I think just seeing the motivation, you know, I mean, we have such high motivation here. I mean, we're a young department and I think that's one of the things Mm -hmm. that uh, a lot of people may not know, but I think we're over 70% folks who have five years or less on the department. Right. I mean, that's- a staggering amount of young people and so what that what that means is you have opportunity there you have opportunity to build a culture that you actually want you have an opportunity to build good work habits and you also have people who are are not tainted by you know any of the history or or any of the problems that uh you know sometimes us us older people you know (laughs) concern ourselves with because we remember oh i remember when you know we used to be able to to do this and now we can and i remember before they changed this law and so you know some of those things are are part of the mindset and the culture of, of, of people who've been on a while, but these young people just want to work yep. and they just want to go get after it. And so I like that. And I think that that's one of the things that, that has been a big opportunity for us as a department, but it's been an enlightening fact for me. But with that come some challenges and the challenges are, you know, being able to have enough institutional knowledge because, you know, as right. you know, we have a lot of people yep. who've retired. We have a lot of experience that's leaving the building. 
and leaving the the industry nationwide, well, what that produces is a gap, you know, an yes. information yeah. gap that's critical because you have to have people here who have, you know, like I said, that that institutional and that empirical knowledge to be able to share, train, and teach, you know, the younger generation on how to do the job of policing and how to do it the right way. So. You know, with the opportunity comes some challenges, and I think that we're successfully meeting meeting both. But there's a lot of work to be done. You know, you mentioned you know the the work in the field, some of the seizures. I'll tell you the numbers. You know, we had in a 12 month period almost 1,100 guns that were seized, and in something. That is in the area of almost 20,000 pounds of, of combined narcotics, and that's methamphetamine, fentanyl, uh, heroin, and marijuana in a 12 month period. Yeah. And one so year. when, so one when year. you look at, when you look at that, you know, that's over three, that's three, three guns a day, essentially. Yep. And not surprisingly, with the the amount of seizures of guns we've had, we've had a tremendous reduction in our homicide rate. Right. Our yes. homicide rate is down 67% from what it was a year ago. Last year, yes. You know, the same time last year. So that that's something to, to be proud of. And I certainly am. And that's something that should be a, a, a point of community you know, satisfaction because we're out there and we're reducing you know, homicides. We're, we're reducing violent crime okay. even. And every time we take a gun off the street, you know, it's a life saved. Every yes. time we take yeah. fentanyl off the street, there are life multiple saved. lives saved. Right. So proactive policing is the bread and butter of our industry. And, and with the appropriate staffing level, we can continue to do that. Yep, and then also, you know, what what the chief's hitting on as well is when he's talking about taking a you know guns off the street. This isn't like uh, you know somebody had some old gun that was in their closet that nobody ever used <laughs> no. or seen. That that is not no. the guns that he's talking about. The guns he's talking about, like we have to get out there and get after it and work for every one of those. So what that looks like, and again, if you follow us on our social media, you'll see we we have been arresting gang members with guns like on a daily repetitive base, and that is the people that he's referring to that should not be having those guns. Right. Convicted felons that should not be having those guns. These are on traffic stops, on pedestrian checks, on foot pursuits, which is the uncalculable measure, the uncalculable measure in order to be able to reduce the homicide rate. So if you can take the guns out of the violent people's hands and take the violent people off the streets, inevitably you're going to have less violent crime. Absolutely. And they're not having them overwhelmingly. I mean, it's, <laughs> no, it's no. definitely oh, yeah. it's a, yeah, it's definitely something that those guys are putting their life on the line day in and day out, twenty four seven, to make sure that this city thrives and and continues forward. And really, you know, it goes back to what you had said earlier. Right. It just shows the passion and the dedication that those officers Absolutely. have to, you know, making our city better. And you know what else is nice too is that, uh, and again, I think I hit on this earlier is the camaraderie. Like yeah. I just went in to, to grab a band aid yesterday into the briefing or into the uh, report writing room, and then also the briefing room and then you have the officers it was their friday and they were kind of just hanging around afterwards kind of shooting the bull nobody had to do reports nobody was on overtime right. they were just there just because they wanted to hang out and be a part right. of the family and that is an experience that i haven't seen in a while and i love seeing it and, yeah. and it just makes you want to be a part of it because you, you get in there and you get to hear the laughs and 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 the and share the smiles with them so Absolutely. it is on the upswing now, Chief, you mentioned in some talks that I've seen you in, you know, previously that San Bernardino has always had a special part of your heart. It's always had an impact on your career, even yep. when you were with, you know, the sheriff's department and other agencies. Talk to me a little bit about that. What what really has been the draw for you it, here? Well, you know, I lived in San Bernardino. You know, this is this is a place that uh, I started my career. You know, with the sheriff's department, I always say, you know, three blocks away. You know, uh, the San Bernardino Police Department is on Sixth Street, and the sheriff's department is on Third Street. Right. You know, so we we were neighbors. You know, in in a very real way, and not just in proximity of the stations, but in the 
intermingling of our respective jurisdictions and patrol areas. You know, there was often times I would roll up on a on a scene or a call for service, and the PD would be there. Right. You know, and so we've worked together for years. So I've always had a tremendous amount of respect for the police department, but the city itself is is one that I'm very familiar with. You know, I used to shop here. You know, I had my my kids in in school here. You know, I remember when the city was uh, a little more vibrant and there was a few more things to do. You know, I would even you know go and do entertainment here on my off time. You know, so this was a city that I was heavily committed to, invested in, and I and I was a part of this city. So that meant a lot when I had the opportunity to actually come back here and be the chief of police for the city because I realized that things had changed. I mean, I had, you know, done some drives around the city and and saw what I didn't recognize in some places, you know, and I don't mean that in a good way. I mean, you know, there's there's businesses that are boarded up and closed down. There's, you know, signs of of visible decay and and you know, it it a lot of it had to do with, you know, the the economic decline of the city. But a lot of it had to do with, with policies and and with the way we approached, you know, delivering services and not just the police department but citywide. So I think, you know, wanting to be a part of that change and wanting to to be a part of improving what I knew could be a better San Bernardino was my draw. You know, and that's and that's something I'm committed to. Something I believe we can still do. And I wouldn't be here if I didn't think it could happen. Absolutely. We're, we're kind of hoping for that renaissance, and I think a lot of yeah. things have come into play, and a lot of key people have, you know, joined the city. Yep. Yeah, we have a great we have a great team. You know, I'm I'm really happy with you know some of the other department directors that we have. I yeah. think we're we're poised to make some changes. We just need you know continued council support. Right. We need the politicians to do do their part. We need everybody yes. to do their part. Yep. But we need to put the citizens in the community first, you know, yes. and, and I, I say this and I don't mean this in a self-serving way, but it's just a fact. None of it works without public safety. Right. So I don't care whether you want to have, yep. you know, great That's parks true. for your kids to play in, if you want, you know, safe schools, if you want, you know, a thriving neighborhood and, you know, you know, thriving retail, public safety is the foundation of all of that. So that's another reason that I take our jobs very seriously and I and I hold everybody accountable to doing their part because we have on our shoulders this entire city. Yes. And if we yep. don't do our job right, then this city fails. You know, so that's a lot of pressure. Um, <laughs> it is a lot of pressure. So, it is a lot of so pressure. So welcome to the pressure cooker. You know, but we have to get it right. You know, and if we don't get it right, then nothing else works. But for us to get it right, we have to have support. You know, and I yeah. and I hold them accountable to giving us that support because you can't tell me to go make it happen, but then tell me that, you know, I have to have one hand tied behind my back and I have to do it, you know, trying to figure out how to split 50 cents. Right. Yeah. makes it difficult to do your job and try to do it effectively. I'm exactly. sure. On the note, I'm still trying to recruit and get some more highly qualified officers. If any of our listeners are out there that are on the fence right now of where they might want to go work and, and they're listening to this podcast, is there anything that you could tell them, Chief, to try to maybe entice them or, or maybe give them the actual lowdown on it? I'll tell you what, if you're, if you're a cop that still wants to do cop work and you want to be supported uh, and you want to be at a place where police work is, is not just encouraged but demanded and we do policing, not politics, uh, San Bernardino PD is a place for you. I, it is where it's I, at. I will wholeheartedly support cops that are doing a good job doing police work the right way. And I'll be front and center and support you when you are out there serving the community and, and trying to make a difference. And uh, we pay pretty well, too. So, yes, we do. <laughs> yes, so very competitive. So look yeah. at us. We're a competitive organization. 
we have a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of special assignments. And, yeah, sure and are. We, we are doing a lot of things to incentivize that. I know that a lot of places, if you lateral over, you know, you have to wait, you know, a pretty extended amount of time before you can apply for special assignments. Well, we don't have that here. You know, if you're you know, off, off probation, you can apply for a special assignment. So someone who already brings with them that experience can start using that experience much more quickly and get back into doing those things that they've already paid dues for. So we have a lot of things and a lot of reasons that, that someone should make that decision, and I encourage it. Getting laterals who've already been there, done that, you know, who've, who've, you know, whether it's with another organization, it's, it's great, you know, getting that, that breadth and wealth of experience because it helps us you know, continue to cultivate, you know, that knowledge. Well, and it's not just an empty promise of, you know, you don't have to be on a certain amount of time to get a detail. I mean, the proof is in our streets. You know, we have a lateral who came over and he's a canine. We have a lateral who came over and he's in narcotics. We have, you know, laterals that came over who wanted to be part of Honor Guard and they are, you know. So uh, it is, you know, the proof is here and we definitely welcome all of that knowledge and all of those other agencies who want to come over and they're, like you said, sick of the politics, but ready for police work. We're here. Yep. So, uh, Chief, so you've been here one year. What are you looking forward to this next year? You know, more growth. There's there's a lot that we've done, and we've talked about some of it. You know, our, our, our rests are up. Our, you know, gun and drug seizures are through the roof. But, you know, there's a lot of internal growth that we need. You know, we mentioned staffing. You know, still need to work on that. There's some infrastructure issues that, you know, we are working on. We, you know, have some building <laughs> issues, yeah. you know, we, you know, we, we, you know, our parking is an issue for me, you know, yeah. uh, you know, there's sometimes that I'm, I'm dealing with things that you guys uh, may not be aware of, but uh, it, it doesn't sound real sexy, but you know, I'm trying to find a parking lot, you know, I'm trying to find, <laughs> a, you know, I'm trying to find, you know, a new building for us to do training and I'm trying to renovate mm-hmm. the B building so that yeah. we can use that as a, as an external training facility. And, and none of these things are unimportant. They're all important because what it does is it gives my people, the things that they need to just focus on the job, you know, and so that's my number one goal is to keep, keep my cops focused on cop work and I handle all the rest. So with that, you know, equipment, you know, we, we have vehicles that are, that are in need of replacement. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to make sure that we have all the best equipment to do every single thing that we need. You know, I was talking to you guys before we started that I want, you know, my public affairs division to be top notch. I want you to have everything you need in terms of, you know, production, the ability to, to produce high quality material and work. And there's no different, it's no different from the guys and gals on the street. You know, I want them to have the, the best of what they need so that they can protect themselves and protect our community. So for me, uh, it's continued growth, focusing on those, those tools and those resources that allow us to serve the community better. The more that we're safe, the better we can make the community safe. We can't, Very true. We, we can't provide a service with excellence if we don't have excellent tools. So Makes sense. I, I believe in that wholeheartedly, and that's where my pursuit is. So you'll see a lot more things coming in this next year that will expand some of our, our operability, expand our, our ability to, to provide optimal service. Throughout this entire time, you know, speaking with you, you're obviously very passionate and intentional in what you do. You put a lot of thought and effort into all of it on a day-to-day basis for us. But how do you stay motivated as a leader? Motivation is a feeling. Oh, yes. I don't operate in feelings. I'm about commitment. And so if you focus on a motivation, that means you have to feel like it. 
well, you know, you don't feel like going to the gym every day. <laughs> you know, you don't feel like you don't feel like getting up every morning. You know, so oh, I'm not feeling motivated. Well, feelings don't get a vote for me. You know, it's about commitment. I'm committed to this. This is what I do. This mm-hmm. is who I am. I have people counting on me and I'm not willing to let them down and I'm not willing to let myself down. So it's more commitment than it is motivation. Nice. Very nice. That's it. That's huge. Plain and simple right there. Wow. I'm not even sure how to to follow up on that one. (laughs) That that is amazing. Well, you know, we've taken up some of your time. We do appreciate it. You know, as we've said, we we know that uh, you are a very busy man and and there's like tons of stuff that you do that we don't necessarily know of or or see. But, you know, the small things do make a difference. You know, and I want to say this before we wrap, you know, before I got here, there was a, a whole lot of outstanding work being done by the police department, you know, and I don't want to for one second give people the impression that, that, you know, I think that, you know, my presence uh, changed everything. It did not. Um, there was great people here already and there was great work being done already. Uh, but the one thing that, that I will say uh, has made a difference is how we showcase that work. So if you're not looking and you're not watching, you need to follow our Instagram, social media, you oh. know, we're on Nextdoor, Facebook, you name it. Um, yep. And we even started posting photos and, and videos and stuff on YouTube because we really want to try to reach every one of our community members. But even expanding beyond that, we've got people out of state and sometimes out of country that watch what we do, yes, we do. and right. are appreciating the fact that we are out there just you know doing police work every single day. And then also, if you're on the fence about where, like I said earlier, if you're on the fence about where you might want to go get hired at, if you're if if you have a high commitment level, this is the place for you. If you wanna if you wanna learn police work starting day one where you might actually be in a foot pursuit, something fun. I highly encourage you to put your application in today. Well, we need interns. We need uh, oh, community yes, service officers. We need yes. a, you, a lot of dispatchers, you know, so you can find out more information at joinsbpd.org um, or call our personnel training unit. And we'd be more than happy to explain what those positions are. I have so many things that are always <laughs> <laughs> floating through my mind. And of course, I, I would love to use this as an opportunity to continue to encourage people to join us. But what I, what I want to say, and, and this is just from the heart, is we can't do this without the community. You know, yeah. we need the support Absolutely. of our community. And so for the people who live in San Bernardino that may be listening, you know, understand that we're here for you and, and we need your support. And part of that means being engaged and, and joining us in the effort to make this city better and bring this community back to where it deserves to be. But back to those people who may be looking, you know, for a career opportunity, don't don't miss the boat because it's sailing. And it's a fun one to be on. Well, that should wrap us up for another episode here at the Briefing Room today. I'll be signing off Chris Gray. Jennifer Carroll. Darren Goodman. Take care, everyone.